0: Located at the top of Wisconsin, Bayfield County is considered by many of the locals to be the wild side of the dairy state. This is a place of majestic beauty with national treasures that include the Apostle Islands, the natural wonders of its sea caves, and rugged sandstone cliffs that frame the clear waters of Lake Superior. This is Bayfield County Wild. Hello everyone and welcome. I'm Nancy Christopher. And I'm Mary Motif, Director of Bayfield County Tourism. Fat biking is growing in popularity, especially up here in Bayfield County. Our guests today are avid fat bikers and are dedicated to creating and maintaining fat bike trails in our county. Please welcome John Murphy and Joe Groschek. Let's start by telling a little bit about yourselves, guys. John, let's start with you.
1: Yeah, well, I'm a newbie up here, being that I've only stayed up here about eight years now. I was originally from uh, Racine, Wisconsin, ended up in Michigan. I was uh, involved in law enforcement down in Texas and like to stay active, and I like it a little bit on the dangerous side. And so up here along the Lake Superior, there's plenty of danger and thrills (laughs) and adrenaline.
0: And Joe, what about you?
2: Well, I've lived up here about 40 years. Uh, My wife and I moved up here from central Wisconsin. She's a Wausau resident, and I'm from Stevens Point. And basically, it's just been a great place to be for the last 40 years. I've been involved in sports and silent sports advocacy for that time. It's been a great opportunity for me to do that. I was one of the co-founders of a previous silent sports organization, which was called BASA, Bay Area Active Sports Alliance. And since then, I've just kind of redirected myself into our bicycling organization, which is called North Coast Cycling Association. And didn't you found the uh, Superior Vista's bike tour also? <laughs> yes, I did. With other folks, of course. Sure. But yes, that's another thing which is really booming. It's called Superior Vista Bike Tour. And it's a great tour. We go out from the city of Washburn and go out into the hinterland and bike in many different ways and many different routes, many different distances. And it's a really great opportunity for people to get out and bike. So it's
0: obvious you and John are both avid bikers. You know what you're talking about. For our listeners who don't know, what exactly is fat biking?
1: I can take that one since I was the first one in the little group here that... uh Started buying and riding fat biking. A lot of people get confused with mountain biking because they they of course have a fatter tire. But basically, any bike that has a tire that's four inches or greater in width is considered a fat bike. How fat is a mountain bike? A mountain bike will be less than that. They'll get up. They can get up to about three inches wide. Okay. Um, and so, what happens with a, a fat bike basically is two things. You have the displacement, so you can go on to soft materials like sand or snow of course and that's why wintertime they're so nice and then being that the tire is so big that the the inflation or the psi the pressure in the tire is so low that it actually can take the bumps and limbs and the stuff that you go over with so it acts as a shock absorber. so most of the fat bikes are uh, minimum hardtail most of them don't have any shocks at all because the tires are what takes the shock.
0: Why do you think it's so popular these days?
1: Well, I think in this day and age where simplifying things, instead of having a road bike and having a gravel bike and having a mountain bike and having a fat bike, you know, a bike for every season and uh, surface, a fat bike you can own year-round and you can ride it anywhere. If you have a line of sight, you can ride it anywhere you want. And so, be it you're on snow, you're on sand, and we have a lot of sand up here. This is a lot of the forest roads that we ride on. You get a lot of sand. It's soft. We even pass cars that are stuck in the sand. We ride right by them. And so, what it does is you have one bike, you can ride it year-round, and you can go anywhere with it. The disadvantage with the fat bike is because it's heavier with the larger tires, you just don't go as fast. But you know what that makes you do? That makes you look around and enjoy where you're at. Wonderful. Now, John, you're a fitness expert. How can fat biking make you fitter? Well, for that very reason, being it's a larger bike, you have to pedal a little bit harder. <laughs> and then, of course, when you get into the snow or anything that uh, or are saying where you got more resistance, and then you have to push the pedals a little bit harder. So basically, there's a saying going if, you know, you tell a road biker, yeah, I went and rode 10 miles today. I'm a fat bike. The, the road biker looks at you. Yeah. Then what did you do? because for them, you know, a a workout is about 70 miles. And so the rule is one mile of fat biking equals about 15 miles of road biking. (laughs) Does it really? Just about, yeah. Because of that difference in resistance. Yeah, the weight. Because you're not on a hard road. You're on, you know, snow or sand. And so, yeah, there's more resistance. But you can climb anything. That's geared, the bikes are geared real easy. We have taken people out there on the lake on the ice. 80 years old, 85 years old, and they come back, and these are grandmas, and they're saying, I'm going to buy me a mountain bike, <laughs> or a fat bike, I'm sorry, a fat bike. So yeah, it's good. It's a good experience, because a lot of people, they see the bike, it looks almost like a motorcycle, because it's so big, but when they get on it, and they realize how easy it is to pedal, they're sold. Very cool. Joe, since we're talking about distance, tell us about the
0: fat bike safaris that you're involved in.
2: We've been doing them for about four years now. And I got involved in it because it was something that I kind of needed myself. I was, I had an injury, a shoulder injury. And John said, well, you know, try this because you can't ski. So let's try the fat fat bikes. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So we started kind of out on the ice. And even though that's not the only place we go with fat bikes, that to me was absolutely the thing that hooked me entirely. Being out on the ice on Lake Superior on a fat bike is just unbelievable. Un, it's undescribable. You're in a, on an expanse that you've never been on before, and you're on this vehicle that you can move on. You're in the elements that you, you'd never be in in any other circumstance, and so I was immediately hooked. And so even though that was one experience with fat bike safaris, that is something we try to emulate and, and repeat with the safaris that we do do when the ice is good, of course. We also go in other places and other roads, other trails, things like that. And it's just great. Uh, We did a safari a couple weeks ago, and we started at the uh, beach, which was on the lake, and we went out into the county forest. And um, actually, I'm going to stop there because I think John could probably describe that particular safari with the wolves a little bit more clearly.
1: Oh, my. John, as the organizer, what can you tell us about the safaris? Everybody... That comes into Bayfield. They're fearful, but they're amazed, and then they fall in love with that ice out there. And so there's a learning curve in understanding what's good ice, what's bad ice. That whole thing, you know, the fear you're going to break through and you know drown from being exposed to the cold, and then basically drowning. You know, that is a legitimate fear. It is legitimate, (laughs) but you know, like anything else, like even driving. You know, it's it's education. And it's up to uh, the DNR, it's up to the locals to educate people And I think that's why the bike safari was so critical because there's so many people that wanted to ride, but they felt safer in a group and with somebody that had a little bit of experience. And of course, I carry all kinds of safety equipment uh, when we're out there on the ice. I think my bike ends up weighing about 50 pounds with all the gear I have on it. Hot hands, throw rope, ice anchors, ice picks, you name it. Everybody that's in my group, uh, I'm responsible for them. So I kind of watch them closely. But uh, they all have a great time. There's some great stories being on Lake Superior like superiors like superior she decides when the weather's going to be bad or good i even have to carry a gps on the handlebars because we'll go out and go around one of the uh, apostle islands come back and it's a complete whiteout. You mm-hmm. can't see where the ground is and where the sky starts or ends and you don't know where you're going. So everybody has to huddle in a group and the only thing I can do is look down at my GPS and follow my little screen telling me this is the way back to shore. Wow. It's
0: really so. exciting and a little scary. <laughs> don't you think, <pick> yeah, Mary? <laughs> yeah. It's
1: and there it is. There's that police thing that I, you know, everybody getting their adrenaline.
2: But that's why it's nice to go out with someone like John and with Joe who have done this many times. Right. And you can you can feel a little safer knowing that you're in good hands. Right, and it's part of that adventure. Yeah, we've only concept. lost
1: about fifty percent. Stop right. it! Yeah, now. Right, yeah. <laughs> their
2: bones come up in about twelve yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, great, thanks.
1: <laughs> what is this about wolves? Oh, uh, one of the rides we had. Recent rides we have. I used to track wolves for the DNR count to, to keep track of uh, the different packs up here in, in Bayfield County, and so I'm always the great thing about. Uh, Snow biking out there, even on the ice, although it's more difficult because the winds cover tracks real quick, but you see a whole plethora of uh, wildlife via their tracks. And uh, I can recognize a wolf pack and we had we came up on uh five to six that were in the group and we followed those tracks for about four miles not uh 10 minutes from here wow and it was just cool because you can see them break off the females they do the marking which is interesting a lot of people don't know that but the female may be the only wolf that actually lifts her leg to mark like a male dog does (laughs) the rest of the male dog uh, wolves squat Interesting. I did not know that. Lifting the leg is an indication of uh, dominance. And so the alpha female that runs the pack, Will be the only one lifting her leg. See, this is more legs. than all you the wanted to know and, about. It, that's right, and so now you know what you need to do, ladies out there. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, but then,
0: but then,
2: what about the alpha
1: male? An alpha male w- would be the second uh, exception where he would also lift the leg, and so you will see these markings as you go down the trail, and then you see where they will break off, they'll pair up or whatever, and they come back, and when they do, you'll see where the snow has been packed where they roll around because it's a re-greet again, and so they all. roll around and they're all happy to see each other. Basically, when you come home and your dog greets you, it's the same mannerisms that the wolf pack does. So there's this excitement, and the tail wagging and well, rolling around in the nothing snow. nothing beyond that, right? It's the same way when I see my bike, I roll around in the snow and my tail wags. <laughs> <Right. Okay. laughs> but don't lift your leg, right? No, I don't lift my leg. Have you actually seen the wolves? I've only seen one wolf. Now it's going on three years of uh, part-time tracking, but they're very difficult to see, which is good for them and good for man because, you know, a lot of people are thinking they're a threat or they're fearful of them, and you rarely, rarely see them. They're very cautious. They don't want anything to do with uh, any human activity, so they keep their distance.
0: So you talked about the ice. What about the fat biking trails in Bayfield County? What are they like?
1: Well, the great thing about fat biking, we don't have to have trails during the summertime because be it a forest road, be it a logging road, or an existing uh, mountain bike trail, The bikes are all good because they can take anything. They can go on anything. What we're doing in regards to trails specifically for fat biking is wintertime. And and that's when the fat bikes get popular. It gets cold up here. We get a lot of snow. You have to embrace winter. And that means don't get caught up where you get comfortable sitting at home, looking at your computer or TV, because you're going to be miserable. You got to get out there and embrace. From downhill skiing, cross-country skiing, we backcountry ski, snowshoe, and now you even have fat biking. So with fat biking, the Problem is, is once that snow gets about four to five inches deep, it's not packed down hard enough and it's too difficult for a lot of people to ride on the snow. So what we'll do is we basically drag a, something as simple as about a 28 inch wide tire behind either a snowmobile or a two wheel drive Rokon, which is like a two wheel drive mini bike with real fat tires. And this is what we do throughout uh, Bayfield County or we show people how to do it. And they set up these winter bike trails. Can't have a trail for every different type of vehicle out there. So with fat biking trails, the backcountry skiers love our trails. And we love the snowshoers. The snowshoers pack down that snow, makes it nice and hard for the bikers. And the grooming... The snowshoers like because I like to have a semi-groomed trail that they can follow and walk on. So basically, whenever we do a fat bike trail, it gives an opportunity for your backcountry skiers and also for your snowshoers. So three disciplines are getting satisfied with one trail. That's great. You mentioned there's going to be a lot
0: of events going on this winter. So where's the best way to learn about fat biking activities and events?
2: Well, of course, through Mary's office, which is the Bayfield County Tourism Department. Our website, which is northcoastcycling.com, has all these events listed. And we have a Facebook page, which is much more current. So that could be a good place to check
0: great, you guys. I mean, you actually make winter, cold, snow, ice (laughs) sound fun and exciting. You know, I mean, that's, that's super. Thank you so much.
1: Sure.
2: It is fun. It is.
0: And to everyone listening, if you'd like what you've heard today, please take a moment to share, review, and subscribe to Bayfield County Wild. If there's anything you'd like to know about today's episode, we'll have the links and resources available in our show notes. On behalf of Mary and myself, thank you for listening to Bayfield County Wild. Bye-bye.